This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 3 o'clock. 3.01 actually. Tony Wynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Chris is out in Laramie. 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 You didn't ask me what the uh, weather was out here today. I just I know you it's guys cold. Want to report. Well, well, I do. Well, yeah, what we got? Sunny and 19. <laughs> Hey, there's that number again. Sunny and 19. That, that, yeah. You don't hear that in California. Ever. No, it's perfectly brilliant sunshine. <laughs> like it's blinding sunshine. And then you step outside and you're like, Rah! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We have this talk. Rah! We're going to need that sounder too. We're going to clip that we, one. We had this talk yesterday, but I, I said that you probably um, didn't layer up enough on your trip to Laramie. And. You're probably I didn't also... layer it all. See? I didn't layer it I all because, it. but there's no, but I'm not outside. You got to remember, man, the, the plane brings you right up to the doorstep of the bus. The bus brings you right up to the door of the hotel. Then the bus brings you to the arena right at the back door. You walk in, you go home. I mean, you're not outside very much. So a jacket will do. But it's it's still cold. I, yeah, I no. you know that's for sure. I would be miserable. It is definitely cold. I'm miserable listening to you talk about how cold it is right now. <laughs> yeah. should, I know not. the good news. The good news is it's not snowing. The bad news is it's not snowing and it's clear skies. And you know when it's perfectly clear, it's just that crisp coldness oh, that's oh, even worse. I'm freezing yeah. talking about. It. I tell you yeah, what, that uh, that sounds miserable too. Sunny and 19. That sounds yeah. that sounds awful. I, I don't know. I, I if I ever if we ever get Josh Allen on the show, guys, we got to ask him what in the hell he was thinking. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I we mean, gotta... you know why he came here, I'll never know. Well, it turned out to be a good decision. It turned out time. to work out for him. Yeah. Uh, we got a little daily gambit working towards Scraby right now. Ah! <laughs> Is that what Chris did? Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Chris, do you know if Wyoming has legal gambling? I don't. 
But they must, because what else do these people do here? <laughs> okay. Well, I was just, uh, I said you, I was going to say. Why was there such a, a delayed reaction to that? Um, On? I think you're a little yeah, bit behind. I, in, I, I think you're, personally, I think you're a little bit behind in the uh, feed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're definitely behind. Did that behind. happen all of a sudden? Yes. What do you mean? We're like it's like we're talking to someone in so do I, Ni- like Nigeria right now, going <laughs> off satellites. Nigeria. Should I re- should I reconnect? No, no, you're okay, Chris. I think you're okay. We'll, um, we'll do that during the break. Yeah, we'll do that during the break. But here we go. I got some bets. Uh, they're college basketball bets, and they're just some of the games that caught my eye. You got UCLA and Utah tonight at Utah. Utah nine and a half point favorites in this one, Chris. What has happened to UCLA Man. basketball? What in the world of, you know, John Wooden's rolling over in his grave right now? I mean, <laughs> this team has lost, I believe, well, they've lost six of their last nine games. I mean, they're getting beaten by everybody. You know, UCLA was a Sweet 16 team last year and a Final Four team the year before that. And, you know, they still got, you know, Mick Cronin and everything there at UCLA. And, you know, they got off to the season a good start and they were ranked and everybody was talking them up. Now they can't even – they got swept by Stanford and Cal last week. I think it's the first time that's happened, like, in 30 years or something. Or Bay even longer. Area sweep right there. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna just go with Utah. I'm, I'm going to just say UCLA is just in a bad way, and they can't get out of it right now. All right, Tony. It's a lot of points, though. My goodness. Did you say Ute? Give me, said, a, give me a Ute. Okay, I'll give you a Ute. A little my cousin, <laughs> little, little my cousin Vinny for you right there. <laughs> I'm going to go... Give me a U. Give me a U. That's give, what we're going to do Did you say Ute? All... <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You've never I've... seen my cousin Vinny? <laughs> I have not. Oh, my Excuse gosh. Me. Classic. Next game, UConn. For a guy that's watched so many... <laughs> right, for a guy that's movies. watched so many bad movies... You miss, like, some of the greatest of all times, Greg. Bad movies are my favorite movies, Yeah, you, bad movies that you say are great, are good. Every movie's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. You can find something good in every movie. Vinny, uh, my cousin Vinny. I've Check heard it of it, for I sure. I know you have. You had to have. Uh, who's in it? Is Lisa it? Tomei. I'm in. Yeah. Right. Joe Pesci. <laughs> it's all I, I knew. Jo- I thought Joe Pesci Joe's was in, in it, too. but. All right. UConn, Xavier, in Cincinnati, UConn's a four and a half point favorite, Tony. Yeah. Oh, UConn just lost one of their best players too to the injury. I'm a, I'm gonna go Xavier. Oh, I'm gonna go UConn, Chris. Uh, well, I'm gonna just base this on uh, the last time we had UConn in our betting. They were five point favorite at Butler, and they barely covered yeah. that game. Yeah, that's true. Xavier's a lot better than Butler. So Xavier's a good basketball team. I'll take Xavier here. All right. At, at home plus the points. Here's a big old spread. I love these in college basketball. Louisville at Miami of Florida. Miami, 16 and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with Louisville because these bets are always so hard to cover for the team that is minus 16 and a half. Chris? Yeah, I'm gonna. T- I, I normally agree with you, but Louisville's really bad, bad. basketball, yeah. and, and this is okay, maybe this that is something it. that is really, you know. I mean, I was actually talking to some Louisville fans when they were out here for the Holiday Bowl, and they're like, "We cannot believe how bad our basketball program is." And you know, that athletic director there, uh, terrific guy. I can't remember his name. He was a really nice guy. Spoke at the Holiday Bowl dinner, 
But he's not going to have his job long if they don't get that basketball program squared away because folks in Kentucky don't like to have their basketball teams be this bad. Um, but right now Louisville is. Miami's the final four team from last year. I will give the points and take Miami. All right, Tony? I'm taking Miami. All right. I just look at their their their, their standings, their st- uh, schedule. They've won one game in their past seven, so that's great for me. And <laughs> Who's they've that? Been, they've Louisville? Been, Louisville. Yeah, they've been blown out in almost every yeah. game. They got blown out 75-63 by Arkansas State. So, uh, yeah. They, yeah I guess Louisville's they, not good in basketball, man. I'm going with Jesse Agler in this game, baby. All right. My so man, you. Jesse. Next one, Kansas and UCF. Kansas on the road, seven-point favorites, Chris. Well, this sounds like a trap because, I mean, I think if you're just a general follower of college basketball, you would say to yourself, Kansas is great, and who is UCF? But as we saw last night, Purdue got blown out at Nebraska. Houston lost its first game of the year at Iowa State. It's crazy when you go on the road in conference play. And this is a road conference game. you got to believe Kansas has enough class to win. But can they win by how many? Seven? Yeah. Yeah, was seven. It? Seven minus yeah. seven. God, I just feel like I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to stay with my, my thinking. I'm going to go with the home team again and take the points. I'll take UCF. Wow, okay. I did not expect that. Tony? Um this is making me think more about San Diego State, honestly. We, we had the discussion about going on the road, mm. and you see Purdue get thumped yesterday on the road, Houston get thumped on the road. Here we are, Aztecs going up to Gonzaga, not in a neutral spot, but on their home floor, and wax them. And we get stuck at 19. Anyway, I digress. Uh, give, me, um, <laughs> give, me, give me USF to cover. Wow, that was that was a little look inside what Tony's thinking about on I'm the drive sorry. home. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go. Irritated me after I thought about <laughs> Purdue losing on the road and Houston losing on the road. Oh, Colorado State lost on the road and BYU lost on the road. Everyone lost on the road last night except for the Aztecs. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Kansas. Actually, I'm going to go with Kansas. Just to, okay. just to be the contrarian. Be a contrarian. <laughs> now it's the battle of At the least toilet. I like when you said that. You don't say that anymore. No, because sh- someone shamed me years ago, and I was self-conscious about it. But I'm bringing it back. I'm going to be the contrarian. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the battle of the what toilet. What is this? The battle of the toilet bowl? Yes. The battle of the toilet? Spurs and Pistons. Two worst teams in the NBA. Pistons oh are home. Goodness. The Spurs are three and a half point favorites in this game. I believe Tony is first. Spurs. Can you give me the records real quick? The records. Yes, I can get you records real quick. Let's see. Uh, the Of course, they don't give me the records when I click on that. Um, so, oh, my goodness. The Spurs are five and 30. And the Pistons are three and 34. This is brutal. This has got to be the worst matchup in the history of the NBA. It might. It might right? be. There, could, there couldn't possibly be a game between two teams worse than this. This is pretty bad. I think the Pistons are a little bit better than the Spurs, and they're at home. I'll take the Pistons. Oh, wow. Okay. But I wouldn't feel confident about it. I'm going to take uh, the Spurs because of what Tony said. They have Wemby. All right. And that's it for the bets for today. Those are some interesting games tonight, Scrape. Yeah, thank you. Searched high and low for those games. 
I'm sure you did. How long was the research uh, taken? 45, 50 seconds? About three and a half minutes. <laughs> three and a half you minutes. You walked right into that door. Oh, I knew where we were going with that. I like to make people think that I try. And that is trying, I guess. That's trying. Definitely yeah. trying. So, there That's you go. No, bet, no bets for you today, Chris? He does not have any. No, I didn't have any bets today on the road. I don't, I don't bring my bookie with me on the road. So. <laughs> um... I wanted to read. What happened to the Laker game last night, Tony Gwynn Jr., while we have a minute? I saw the Toronto Raptors coach losing his mind yeah, after that game. Mind. What what transpired in the fourth quarter? I, I saw the Lakers won by one point, but the Toronto coach was kicking and screaming after that game. Without sounding like a homer on this, uh, he was yeah. complaining that the Lakers were getting more calls when the reality was – his team was hacking all fourth quarter, and that's why they ended up falling short. They almost came back, too, but um, I don't think his gripe. Obviously, when you see a, you know the, 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 the difference in foul calls, I think it was like 20-something to two uh, in favor of right. the Lakers. You know, you don't like to see it, but if you watch the game, his teams were hacking, 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 hacking. And, you know, he was quite perturbed hacking. at the end. Yeah. Um, yes, he was. He's going to get himself a fine oh, for sure. Oh, it's going to be a nice, hefty fine, I'm sure. We won't know the, the yes, actual amount. But I wanted to read this. This came from uh, Coach Prime. Uh, his tweet about Saban walking away. He says, wow, college football just lost the GOAT to retirement. Wow. I knew it would happen one day soon, but not this soon. The game has changed so much that it chased the GOAT away. College football, let's... Let's hold up our mirrors and say honestly what you see. I think he's referring to what I think we've been having a conversation about really all season. Portals, NILs, and I don't know if you guys saw this today, NCAA passed the NIL kind of deal that they uh, had put together. Now, I don't know exactly what that means that it passed. Has it become the the letter of the law? We'll, we'll have to find out, but... Um, we might start seeing a lot of the, these the the coaches that were cut from the Nick Saban cloth um, walk away because this game, this college game is going to change and I, and it's going to take a while I think for it to be governed in the right way. So I'll leave you. It's with interesting that. that Dion is pointing that out and saying, "Look, we're losing Nick Saban in part, according to Dion, and he's thinking and he knows him pretty well. They do all those commercials together, and he said, "Look, we might be losing Nick Saban because." Our sport needs fixing. Yeah. And he's not the only one who's saying that. Kirby Smart said the same thing after the Georgia game. Yeah. Those are those are two pretty high-profile guys. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think those of us who watch college football are all in agreement that there needs to be some type of change. And I don't know that any of us has the, the, the exact answer, but it certainly isn't seeming like it's going to work the way it, it's, it's built right now. So uh, right. let's get to break. When we come back... Troy Taylor of the APGA will join us. We'll discuss when we return on the other side. More Gwen and Chris. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 3.20 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., of course, Matt Scraby. And uh, San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Of course, the uh, Farmers Insurance Open coming up at Torrey Pines Wednesday, January 24th through Saturday, January 27th. Just a couple of weeks away, what a lot of folks may not realize is that in conjunction with that, the Advocates Professional Golf Association, the APGA Farmers Insurance Invitational, also at Torrey Pines, January 27th and 28th. Joining us right now is Troy Taylor, 23-year-old golfer, part of that tour. Troy, welcome to the program. How are you today? Good. How are you guys today? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're, we're pleased to have you on. Uh, talk a little bit about the APGA tour, uh, the mission to bring greater diversity to the game by developing African-Americans and other minorities for careers in golf. What has it meant to you? And tell us a little bit about what it's all about. Yeah, um, APJ is not for me, but for all the other professional golfers that are part of the tour, getting to have the exposure at high in golf courses, like how we're going to have the Torrey Pines and put our games to the best test, but also giving us the opportunity to further our dream and make it to the PGA Tour. And um, APJ has been so much to me. I've only been pro since July, um, just finishing college. So the things that they've done for me is awesome. But just to see how they help all my peers around me and try to chase our dreams and get to the PGA Tour, it's really, really special to um, just add color to the game of golf at the professional level. Troy, how long has the APGA been around? That is a great question. It's been around since I would say early 2000s. Um, it's been a long, around for a long time. They started out in LA just playing municipal courses and public courses. And we've expanded now to we're playing TPC Sawgrass, TPCs everywhere all across the country going to play great courses like Torrey Pines and um, Valhalla, PGA um, places and major championship places that they hold. So it's come such a long way. And with the great sponsors of farmers helping us out so much and also giving guys and um, the last three years, a spot into the Farmers Insurance Open and being a title sponsor, um, it, it's been huge. So we've come a long way, and we couldn't have got there without without sponsors like Farmers. 
I'm glad we're able to uh, you know shine a little light on this uh, tour. I mean, we're such a golf uh, a golf uh, community here in San Diego, and of course, everybody gets excited for the Torrey Pines tournament. But I think it's important that we talk about you know what you guys are doing, what your guys are accomplishing. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods. I mean, he didn't he didn't he didn't set the pace, but he raised the bar for all golfers. And, and, and I think when he came on, I think people thought, you know, a lot of, you know, minorities would take up golf, a lot more minorities. Do you think that was the case? Do you think that everybody's taking advantage, full advantage of what the, the, the path that Tiger Woods helped pay for everybody? Yeah, I, I think um, it definitely got more, not just African-American golfers in the game, but minorities in general. Um, seeing somebody like that, when you can see somebody on TV that looks like you and you can relate to them and it makes you want to, you know, pursue the game, if that means that that, um, the highest level or just playing it as an am and just having fun with it. So, um, for me, that, that's my biggest goal and trying to have kids look at me and see other people that look like them and look up to and get them in the game of golf. And that's why I'm so happy, you know, partner with farmers and be a part of them. Um, just because we have the same goal of, you know, enhancing diversity and access to golf. And that's a huge passion of mine, trying to open up the doors for kids behind me. And that's their dream as well. So um, it's it's really, really special. So hopefully we continue that and um, give some kids to look up to on the tour and see somebody like them and get them in the game of golf. Troy Taylor, the second, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And, and Troy, I got to ask you, man, I mean, at what point did you know golf was going to be the thing that you pursued. Your father averaged 16 points at Michigan State playing some hoop. Uh, what oh, got, Ohio State, Ohio State. Excuse me, excuse Ohio me, State. Ohio State. Yeah. I, I, that, that, is a, that is a sin. I can't say that kind of thing uh, about Michigan State. Yes, Ohio State. How how did you know that you know golf was going to be your thing? Yeah, um, it started off from a young age. They gave me a club when I was three, a plastic club, and I eventually put a hole through the, through that, and they got me a real club. And for me, it was more just getting to spend time with my, my dad on the golf course, and my mom would come out there. And I think that's just – it was the first thing I was introduced to, so it was my first love. And I played basketball, and I believe it was seventh grade. I sat my dad down, and I was kind of scared to tell him, like, hey, like, I want to play golf. Like, this is my dream. Um, and he's super supportive, didn't care at all. It went way better than I thought it was. But um, seventh grade, I just – I saw guys on TV and from playing junior golf, getting to travel and play and being a competitor, how I am. It was something that I wanted to do, and it's a love that I have. So um, that's kind of when I, it first kind of clicked for me. But I wanted to stay process-driven and stay in the moment, so I was just kind of focused on being the best high school player I could be and trying to get a scholarship to college and just try to stay one step at a time. But um, I would say seventh grade was when I, when I said this is something I want to I do and try to be one of the best players in the world. Now, I I made the mistake of saying Michigan State. That's exactly where you went to school. How did you break that down to Pops that you were going to be headed to, to the Spartans as opposed to a Buckeye? Yeah, um, it, it was it was interesting. I always <laughs> thought I was going to be a Buckeye. Okay. My, par- my entire family, even on my mom's side, went to Ohio State, and it, it was definitely really hard. I remember um, telling my dad I woke up on Christmas Eve in my junior year, and I've been doing a pros and cons list, and I finally just told him. And he was with me during the recruiting process, but he stayed out of it. And I was really appreciative for that because he wanted me to make the best decision for me to be successful. And I told him, like, you know, I'm going to go to Michigan State. And I just remember I started crying when I called the Ohio State coach and said I was going to Michigan State. But it was mixed emotions. But 
yeah, Michigan State, is just, it was a great place. Um, the athletic department, it's literally a family there. And our golf, my golf coaches there, my teammates, it, it made it feel like home for me. And that's why I went there and I got to grow as a person, but also as a, as a player and um, wouldn't, wouldn't have traded that decision for the world. Still, still love my Buckeyes because I'm from Ohio, but um, Michigan State is where my heart is. Troy uh, Taylor, uh, the uh, Advocates Professional Golf Association, playing at Torrey Pines. Now, you played Torrey Pines here recently or had a practice round? Yes. Do you have any – I I just wanted to ask you, if you have any advice for my friend Matt Scraby, our producer, who's going to be playing out there in the the celebrity tournament I hear tomorrow. Yeah, I would um I would say make sure you hit that driver straight. Um, that rough is <laughs> the rough is very healthy out there, and it's gonna it's gonna continue to grow. Um, over the next couple of weeks, they're gonna have it hard, and the greens are gonna get firm. But um, I, it it's a golf course that tests every part of your game: short game, long game, and um, accuracy with your iron. So it'll be a true test. But I definitely think the first step is um driving in those fairways. Because if you get in the rough you're pretty much just hacking it out and trying to grind it out. And, you know, that's, that's tiring over 18 holes. Um, so it'll be, it'll be good though. The course is in great shape. You can't beat the views. Um, you can just turn to your left and see the beautiful Pacific ocean. So you can't beat it. But, um, yeah, I, w- I would just say, make sure you hit that driver, driver straight, or make sure you have some Popeye forearms to get it out of that rough. Okay. Well, I don't have a good driver or Popeye forearms, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> Troy, let me ask you, um, about the different type of opportunities the, the APGA presents for you and other players as you try to establish yourself as professionals. Yes, it, it's just it's great getting to play the top-end golf courses where you would go play a PGA Tour event or get to play in a major and getting comfortable with that. I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed in talking with other guys is a lot of it's being comfortable out there, um, seeing conditions like that, seeing firm green, seeing thick rough, and understanding what parts of your game that you need to work on to get to that level. And the APJ has provided us with that, just getting to play top-end courses, but also just having the exposure to um, have other people see how our talents are, but also getting great contact with companies like Farmers. And if, you know, golf for some reason didn't work out, building those relationships and networking so you can possibly know moving out of the game of golf, have a job with one of those companies. So um, just not on the golf course, but off the golf course, APJ has done so much for all of us. And um, just having a tour like that just put everything into us and believe in our future and our talent, um, it, it's very, very great. And um, I think just all of us just, you know, want to, in returns to them, make it to the PGA Tour and show all their belief in us was true. So um, it's been great. Well, Troy, we look forward to seeing you on the PGA Tour, but uh, we'll uh, we'll settle for watching on the APGA Tour uh, come uh, January 27th, 28th at Torrey Pines. Very nice getting a chance to meet with you, uh, and uh, best of luck to you uh, going forward, and uh, uh, we hope we'll, we'll, we'll have you on as a, a PGA guest uh, next year. Perfect. That sounds like a plan. Thank you guys so much. It was awesome talking to you guys. Thank you, Troy. Good luck, brother. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Troy Taylor the second, uh, a uh, Michigan State grad who was a great college player and uh, now trying to find his way onto the PGA Tour and this APGA Tour. Look, Tony, you know, they're always talking about diversifying sports as best they can and as much as they can. 
It's a hell of a nice thing that, you know, APGA is doing for these uh, minorities to give them the opportunity to try and play these great courses and work their way up to the pros. Uh, you know, I'm, I didn't really even know about this. I'm either. really happy to be exposed to it. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, and it's the real deal. I mean, uh, talking about final round for an APGA event, A, it's it's broadcast on the Golf Channel and on Peacock. And yeah. the players oh, no. are Chris. You can't. Oh yes, no, Chris won't oh, be able to watch. No, I'm a subscriber now. This week, I'm a subscriber. <laughs> Tony, I told you not to bring it up. <laughs> and, and the players are competing for a hundred thousand dollar purse. So this isn't a. This is a. This is the real deal. And uh, you're right. You 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 almost wish like this. You, I I had heard about it earlier. It's been around since the early two thousands, according to Troy. So uh, yeah. this is a good program. It seems like it's a good program, at least. Well, this is a good program, too. That being Gwen and Chris, we'll take a short time out when we come back. Scraby's big five. No, I beg your pardon. Scott Miller. Scott Miller from the New York Times to talk some baseball. Big five's a little later on. But uh, the show rolls on towards 6 o'clock. Stick around for more Gwen and Chris on the way. 3.38 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Excuse me, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Because Chris is with us. Oh, no, Chris left. He'll be back and forth. Okay. Well, we had to record a few things before the he, show. He's, he's got a, he's got a game. hoop game. Yeah, in Laramie, so it is actually Tony Wood Jr. and Matt Scraby right now. Yes, it is. Scott Miller will join us here shortly. Talk a little baseball, a little Padres, a little free agency, a little baseball landscape in general. Um, I haven't talked to Scott in a while. Looking forward to uh, talking to him a little bit. Uh, that was pretty pretty cool talking about that APGA. I, I had really never heard of it until you. You know, hit us up uh, over the weekend about having Troy on to talk about it. A little yeah, bit. I mean, how did you did how did you stumble across it? Well, this? I, I have become good with the uh, PR guy for Farmers Insurance, and so he emailed me asking if we'd be interested in having him on. And I read up on it a little bit, and I was like, Yeah, I mean, these guys are playing on big time TV. That's got to be a, a thrill. And now, now for Troy, he played at Michigan State, so I'm sure they played on some pretty cool courses yeah, over. Yeah. But this is this is this is like Story. the big leagues. This is, right here. I mean, it's big, big, big yeah. leagues. You heard him. He said, "I need Popeye forearms, and I don't have Popeye forearms." <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you're gonna tr- so you're gonna hit him straight is what you're telling us, did? So you don't have to. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to ask him, do you guys have ball spotters on the course? Because honestly, if you hit the ball into the rough, it's impossible to find it. It's yes. so hard to find the ball. I will say, uh, from my own experience, going, you know, when I. Really uh, accelerated uh, Scott Scheffler's uh, Scotty Scheffler, yeah, uh, career. <laughs> when you played in the pro am with yeah, Scotty Scheffler, there were there were times where I definitely, I mean, I I literally watched the ball go in the rough and could not find it mm-hmm. at all. That's how thick that grass you could, is. You could hit it ten yards and you won't be able to find it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It it's, is. It's it maddening. is. You know that the commercial. These guys are good. That, that they it, are. It, it holds true. They it also have good true. ball spotters too. So. What exactly is a ball spotter? I actually did. You gave me that position. Remember in 2020, I was a I I, I was there um, as a volunteer for the tournament because there was no fans allowed. But you stand in the middle of the fairway basically, and you wait for the ball to go down, and then someone goes and looks for it, puts a flag down so that they can come right up to it and not flag have to look go, for it. You put it in the ground, yeah, like a little flag right next to the ball. Um, but I got to do that in 2020 because you couldn't go. Remember my shoe squeaked as Rory <laughs> Sabatini was putting. And he gave me the dirtiest look I have ever seen in my life. I remember you telling us the story when you it came in. It was brutal because it was wet outside, and I was wearing these shoes that squeak a lot, and I should have thought about that. But I, like, moved my foot on the grass and went, Burr! 
and the guy is putting, and he looks up at me, and he gives me a death stare. That is hilarious. Hilarious. All right, uh, let's jump to our phone lines. Before we do that, let's check a little traffic. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back here on Gwyneth Chris, currently getting Scott Miller on the line as we speak. Talk a little uh, Padre baseball. It's been a little bit since we uh, had a chance to to catch up with Scott. Should be a, a fun conversation. And without further ado, let me bring on Scott Miller. Scott, how are you, man? How are you? Has been a while since we speak since we spoke. Excuse me. It has been. Happy New Year, Tony. Hope you're well. I hope everything's great. Matt, happy New Year to you and to all the listeners. Indeed. We appreciate Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, let's start with the Padres. It's been relatively quiet for them this off season. I think we kind of knew that was going to be the case when the reports came out that they were going to you know, have to cut payroll a little bit from where it was last year. But all in all, given where they are, there's still some holes to fill um, how have you assessed their, their off season to this point? Yeah. I mean, they're like team mystery in the majors, right? I mean, you know, they, we knew they were going to have cut payroll you know, they haven't said exactly how much, um, uh, with, you know, the uh, tragic passing of Peter Seidler, um, you know, we don't know exactly, uh, the direction of the team. I know Eric could send a, you know, Sadler's business partner is, is uh, the controlling owner, but uh, you know, there's not much information about him. We, you know, you, you go, as you know, Tony, you go in this game on track records, yeah. whether it's guys on the field, you look at the numbers year after year, um, whether it's the guy leading baseball operations in the front office, like AJ Preller, we have a track record, right? We know he's in on everything. He's aggressive. He's creative. He figures out ways to get talent here. But we don't have a track record anymore uh, right now as we speak for ownership and the direction they're going to go. We yeah. know, like you said, we know where they're going to cut some costs. Um, it, you know, so I, I call I, I refer to the Padres as team mystery this winter because of everything I just said. And we don't know for sure about ownership and, and where they're going to lead the team. And as a result, um, you know, they've signed Yuki Matsui, the closer from Japan. Yeah. 
uh, Wu Suk Go, uh, who was a closer in Korea. And same thing, these two are going to come in with covered in mystery, right? We know Matsui's, both of them have really good numbers, but yeah, you know, it's a big transition from the, the Japanese league to the men. Oh, Scott, you still there with us? Uh oh. We'll have to call Scott back here. Uh oh. Lost him in the middle of uh, what was sounding like a, a, good, a good answer. Is he still there? Scott, can you hear us? We making a comeback? Yes, we're making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? My bad on this end. I had my AirPods in, and they might be running low on batteries. So uh, this is direct connection now. So let's. Um, so anyway, yeah. And the mystery, the mysteriousness of uh, you know bringing in you know two of your key relievers from Japan and Korea. You know, there's gonna there's Isaac going to adapt to the uh, adaptation to the new league. So, you know, I think there's still a lot to like for the Padres. Um, you know, I know I might be in the minority, but I, I think trading Juan Soto was a good move. I, to me, he was he's the most overrated superstar I've seen in a long time. I think getting the pitchers back like, uh, uh, you know, Michael King and Randy Vasquez, you know, they've got to get some starting pitching behind Musgrove and Darvish. And, uh, you know, they've at least got some names from that perspective. Talking to Scott Miller, New York Times here on uh, uh, Gwen and Chris. I forgot the, the name of our show, man. I did for a second. There. I know you've I been doing the Scraby show the last couple of days, but you know, you've been no. on Gwen and Chris for a while. Yes, yes, I have. Six years to be exact, but he's joining us on Gwen and Chris. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You talked about Juan Soto being traded, but Hassan Kim has been a huge, um, he, he's been a name that has been bantied about here recently about trading him. I, I, I think we don't personally feel like they should trade him right now, but what are your thoughts on trading Hassan Kim? Yeah, I mean, he's really, arguably, he was the most valuable player of the team last year, right? So I'd be careful there. Um, you know, I think he's a couple years into his major league career, he's gotten better and better. I like his energy. I mean, on a team that underachieved last year and and oftentimes looked, uh, you know, uh, like they were kind of dead in the water, uh, you know, Hassan Kim bring, brought energy. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know it gets a little dicey. He gets more expensive. I mean, you know, he signed for this year. And then uh, 2025, there's a $8 million mutual team and player option. Um, you know, $8 million this year and then and then the $8 million option for 25. Uh, so theoretically, depending on how much the payroll must continue to be cut, um, we know Bogarts and Machado and Tatis, those guys are going to get more and more expensive and, and they're here long term. So, you know, I wouldn't trade Kim in a minute um, unless you look, you're looking ahead and you're like, we're not even going to be able to afford that $8 million option for 2025. I mean, if, if internally you're making that decision, you know, then I think you probably have to look at trading him, but whether they're, you know, going to make that decision internally or not who knows only the Padres are going to know you know what the future with him holds but yeah I'd be very wary of trading Kim just because um you know he just he's that spark plug to me man he's the igniter yeah I mean listen I think outside of guys named Machado Tatis Bogarts Darvish Musgrove he probably has the most value but as, as yep. Scott mentioned uh, he was the he was the spark plug for for this ball club in in a lot of ways last year. Scott Miller joins us here, New York Times and and Scott. Let me ask you because 
um, this offseason has been um, high frequency in terms of the dollars spent. And I thought after coming out of the, the collective bargaining agreement where you saw all those deals, you start to – you feel like you start to see it come to level out at some point, but it still feels like price tags are pretty high across the board uh, in free agency once again. It does. It, it, you know, I've been surprised by some of this. I mean, you know, even projections for, you know, and I know he's in a different league than everybody else, right? But Shohei Otani, projections for him during the summer were like, you know, he'll probably get a $500 million contract, uh, maybe a little bit north of that, but. You know, he when 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 the smoke cleared, he got seven hundred. I know a lot of it was deferred, <laughs> right. but I mean, yeah. So, so so for the top tier guys, the, the the money's been there. But it's interesting that uh, it's just you know we talked about the Padres being slow, having a slow winter, but you know they're they're not the only ones. I mean, you know, uh, once I know a lot of people were waiting for Otani, but you know, and and Yamamoto. But, yeah, I mean, you've still got the Cy Young winner from this year. Blake Snell is sitting out there. And, you know, that's been really quiet. Josh Hader, really quiet. Cody Bellinger coming off a really nice comeback here with Cubs last year. Been crickets around Cody Bellinger. Matt Chapman, um, you know, he's just 30 and and still in in his prime. And, and, you know, good year, good past couple years with Toronto. And and that's been quiet, too. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of work to be done when when you figure spring training really is starting to come into view in about just over a month. There's a lot yeah. of guys out there still, and there's a lot of, like, marquee impact players still out there. I'm, I'm curious, Scott, is, is, is Chapman a Boris guy? Um, that is a good question. Because it makes sense that, that Snell and Bellinger are, are waiting because those are both Boris guys. And, you know, Boris usually, he'll wait, he'll wait you out. And I, I've been surprised by how, you know, even here at January 10th, Blake Snell, it hasn't even seemed like the field has narrowed at all. And Chapman, it's, yes, uh, Scraby Boris, no, you're right. Chapman's Chapman is, is a Boris yep. guy. So, I yeah. mean – it's it, it's it's kind of crazy to me that the amount of money Yamamoto got hadn't pitched in the big leagues over here yet at this point. But Blake Snell, right. two times Cy Young, were still waiting on that January uh, here on January tenth. Now I, I asked a couple of days ago we had we had Alden Gonzalez and I asked him did he think Yamamoto's number has slowed the process down? Because as you mentioned, in the same way Otani. No one predicted Yamamoto was going to get three hundred plus million dollars, but no. do you think that slowed Snell's, you know, I t- do process down? Yeah, yeah, I do, and you know, especially because again, you know, you mentioned some of these holdouts are Boris guys, and you know, he'll take them right up to the end of right before spring training, and he's he's going to get the top dollar and get you know out of everybody, and and. um yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that some of the money you know being given, especially to Yamamoto, um, you know, you look at, you know, if I'm representing, you know, if I'm Scott Boris, I look at Snell and I'm like, you know, look, this yeah. guy's won two Cy Young awards, you know, and he's done it in the major leagues and he's done it for winning teams. He, he helped Tampa Bay get to the World Series in 2020. He helped the Padres get to the NLCS in in in, in 2022 and. Um, you know, this, this guy's, again, we started out the conversation by talking about track records, right? This guy's got a proven 
he's a proven commodity. He's got a proven track record. And, you know, Yamamoto hasn't thrown a pitch one in the major league so far. So I, I do think um, that has slowed things down some for the in the starting pitching market. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Talking to Scott Miller, New York Times here on Gwyn and Chris. Tony, 97.3, the fan remembered this time. I'm not going to complain about deferrals. Uh, I've already done enough of complaining about deferrals. I know the Dodgers didn't do anything wrong. But what I want to know is if you have any indication or if you've talked to people about whether or not players are are, are if they're deferral friendly or if they come in and a team, the player has to bring it up to the team. Do you know how that goes down? Um. You know, most guys want their money up front. That's what um, I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want it delayed, deferred. I mean, the only way you're going to get it deferred, or or if, if, if you're a player, the biggest, the only incentive to get deferred money is if it's with significant interest, right? Like if I'm getting my money uh, backloaded over the next 10 years, you know, I want in year six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, you know, I, I don't want that in today's dollars. It's like, look, if you're going to hold out on the money, you're going to make the interest. Uh, you know, you're, that money's going to grow for you, yeah. uh, Los Angeles Dodgers or, or New York Yankees or whoever you are, there, that I shouldn't get shorted when you give me the money you agreed to give me like eight years from now. You know, you need to, you know, make the adjustments for the cost of living adjustments and the interest adjustments and all that. So, um, I don't see deferrals becoming a huge thing um, unless just under special circumstances. And obviously, Otani's one. And, you know, as Nez Bilello, his agent said, you know, he may only be getting $2 million a year for the next several years while he defers, you know, all that gazillion dollars. But, you know, Bilello made that important point. This is also a guy that's going to, he's going to be getting 40 to $50 million in endorsement Off the field, fees yeah. every year too. Yeah. So it's not like he's getting 2 million and then, and then the rest of it's all coming 10 years from now. And he's, you know, he's going to be short. I mean, Otani, I don't think you can really compare and, and yeah, it was benevolent of him to, you know, if you believe, you know, all parties concerned there it was Otani's idea to defer the money because he wants to win. He's always wanted to win. He's like, look, if I defer some of my money, I'm going to get the endorsements anyway. And, 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 you know, I defer money and that means the Dodgers can buy more players right now to help us win. Um, most players aren't in that situation. No. Um, you know, the only ones I'd say are, you know, your, your, your top tier superstar players, you know, um, you know, like Blake Snell's made him, you know, his millions. He, I'm not saying he's going to be all happy about deferred money, but, you know, you'd have to be even take like Manny Machado, right? Guys that already made their first giant contract and now they're signing their second giant contract or an extension of that. Um, I, I think those those are going to be the and, and I'm not even saying Machado will be interested in deferred money, but I'm saying those that's the type of player that. I think would agree to the deferred money or be amenable to it. And I don't think there are that many of those guys around. Yeah, I I certainly agree. There's a reason why we don't hear about deferrals all that often because guys, they want their money pronto. Uh, Scott, appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a while. We're going to do this again here soon. Sounds good. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. Scott Miller, New York Times on Gwen and Chris there. Let's uh, get to break. we got the 4 o'clock hour coming. 
Chris versus the fans. Gwyn versus Excuse the fans me. today. Gwyn versus the fans. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know why either. It's the radio voice <laughs> here on 97.3 The Fan. 288-0973. I'm weird. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 